Hello and welcome to Bellhaven Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Weber. On today's episode, you'll be listening to PSY 304 Elementary Statistics with Professor Mark Hunter. I hope you listen and enjoy. Hello, my name is Dr. Mark Hunter, and I'll be leading you through the discussion of Psychology 304 Elementary Statistics. In Unit 1, we're going to look at Chapters 1 and 2, which is what is statistics and how to use Excel in our study of statistics. Our verse for this unit is Colossians 2, 2-3, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, it may not be apparent, how does this verse apply to statistics? And the thing is that I'm going to be reminding you through this class is that God is a creator, and we as uh, students are studying his creation. We are looking at ways that God made the world. And statistics is a means for us to understand that creation. And so as we'll go through and I'll mention some other verses, it's not to say that there is one verse that just talks about the different topics that we'll be talking about, but really that this helps us understand how God created the world and gives us a tool to use for that understanding. Our first chapter is called Statistics or Sadistics. It's up to you. So why statistics? I know a lot of psychology majors, and maybe you're in another major, you chose psychology because you wanted to help people. And then you find out you have to take a course in statistics. And you may be discouraged or kind of scared because I haven't studied anything like this before. It's been years since I've had a math class. Well, let's try to kind of calm some of your fears this, uh, about this class. And we're going to try to present it in a way which will make it understandable. So we're going to use the Excel uh, spreadsheet as a tool in our study of statistics. And you probably used Excel before and maybe listing different, um, you know, data that you might refer to later on. But actually, it's a powerful statistical tool as well. And we're going to give you a basic understanding how to do statistics using Excel. Uh, in the past, you know, it could be used by a lot of what we'll be doing could be done by uh, using a paper, pen, and calculator. And that's fine, and it does have value to learn how to do it by hand, but our class is too short to be able to focus on that. We're going to use Excel. And there are some other statistical softwares, but they're more expensive and they're um, maybe more complicated. Excel is provided to you through Bellhaven, through your um, Office 365, so you do have access to it. So let's talk just briefly about the history of statistics. And so once people started using numbers, it was, you had to attach some sort of value uh, to these numbers. What did that represent? So 
back in the 17th century, you know, 1600s, people started using early forms of statistics in order to understand that data in which they were dealing with. And so later on, it developed into specific, answering specific questions about the specific fields they were using. So for example, one scientist, Francis Galton, used a, a statistical tool we'll talk about later where to explore his, um, his idea about similarity of intelligence among his family members. And it's been used in agriculture or astronomy or uh, other fields as well. So and if you were to look at a statistics course, it's used in a variety of disciplines and other departments have their own statistics course as well. Uh, we're going to try to talk about it in, more in the fields of psychology, of course, but um, some of the examples will be drawn from other areas as well. So a lot of statistics, as I mentioned earlier, was just done by pen and paper and just doing a lot of calculations and then trying to come up with the answer. And of course, you know, if you've ever had to do a long series of calculations, it's possible to make a mistake. So with the advances in the 20th century with uh, computer software, it was possible to do statistics that were, uh, you were able to do, but it took a long time to do previous to uh, computers. So now we have the ability to do statistics uh, and uh, look at a lot of data that uh, maybe in past generations we'd been intimidating to look at, but we could easily do it now. So one of the things about using Excel is that it's going to be uh, uh, quicker. And again, it's you don't have to have a a large mainframe computer. Some of you may not even know what that is, but used to be in the old days, you would have one big computer, some location on your campus, and then you had to do everything through that. The um, uh, personal computers is one of the, the parts is that sometimes we can get a little uh, lax, I guess, about putting in information and then drawing out the, um, finding out the the results of our statistical analysis. But the statistical analysis is only as good as the data. And we'll talk more about that throughout this course to give you an understanding about how that data is important, not just what you do with it, but the data that you actually have. So statistics describes a set of tools and techniques that are used in describing uh, organizing and interpreting information data. That's basically what it is. If you have a bunch of numbers on a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet, what can you uh, conclude from all that numbers? What do all those numbers tell you? Are there patterns in there? Are there things that will kind of describe it, but also maybe give you predictions about the future? So, um, you know, we use statistics on things like taking a, a test and a math curriculum, or you decide how, what's, how fast people do a certain problem, and, um, or the number of side effects when people use different drugs. So in our, um, in our understanding of statistics and psychology, we're doing human uh, 
you know, the cognitive and the behavioral aspects, psychology, and but there's uh, the medical field uses statistics as well to make sure that if they bring out a new drug or a new vaccine that it's going to be effective. Now, um, statistics has two main areas. One is called descriptive statistics, and that describes, of course, from the understanding, the characteristics of a sample or population. Think of it this way. Population is every body or everything that's in the group that you're wanting to measure. A sample is just a part of that. And we'll be using those terms sample and population throughout the class. A data set or data is a record of observations that you've made, such as a test score, if you're giving out tests in a class, or how long it took to run a race, or just a variety of things like that. It's something that can be, uh, you can measure it, you can uh, have a statistical test associated with it. So when you're doing statistics, what we're doing is describing a sample, um, the information about a sample of a collection of data we have. And um, so you want to take that, and then later on we're going to talk about inferential statistics. I won't get ahead of myself here, but it gives you just information about that which you presently have and, and nothing else. So there's a couple of terms that we'll be talking about this in future lessons, like things like mode. And mode is just simply, what is the most frequent score? If you gave a math test, what did most people get on that test? Mean is just the average of the scores. You know, you've done that before. We added all the scores up and then you uh, the total and you divided it by the number of students who took it and then you got your average score. Another field of statistics is called inferential statistics. And this is where we take information based off from a sample and try to apply it to a population. So again, when you're trying to, everything that you studied in, in psychology, uh, whatever field, if it's abnormal psychology or, um, or if it's with children or, or just a variety of, of different fields, different topics, it all gave research information. And all those research studies use statistics in some way. But when they were talking about the, uh, uh, how five-year-olds act versus seven-year-olds, they did not measure every five-year-old in the world. It would be impossible to do that. So what they did was try to pick a sample of the population of five-year-olds that would represent all the five-year-olds. And same thing with seven-year-olds or, or whatever it was. And so a sample is just a portion or a subset of a population. So if you wanted to measure um, a um, uh, you know, fifth graders in Newark, New Jersey, for example. So a, a, would be a sample would be 150 fifth graders in Newark, New Jersey, versus the population of all fifth graders in Newark, New Jersey. Now, why would you just do a sample? Time, uh, expense, just things that, you know, 
if you can generate uh, an understanding of what happened, what most fifth graders do be, from a whole population just on a sample, you would be able to do this. You see this, especially during election season, where they'll say a sample of so many voters projects that this candidate is viewed more favorably than that candidate. And you can't maybe thought, well, how can they make that uh, you know, presumption just based on so few people? It's because uh, hopefully they had a good sample. So a population's everyone that is associated with that group you wanna study. So if you wanted to study just all the fifth graders in Newark, New Jersey, that would be your population. If you wanted to study fifth graders, that would be all fifth graders uh, in the United States, or if that's what you wanted to say to the world. And again, you can see how that would be difficult to do. So uh, let me give you a few examples. So your marketing agency wants you to determine several different names, the most appealing brand of potato chips. Will it be Chipsters or Fun Chips or Crunchies? And so what they'll do is when a product comes out, they've tested this with a, a, a sample group and they will ask a variety of different people that they think represents the population. And because they can't ask everybody in the United States, well, what do you think this should be named? They'll ask a certain uh, group that they feel represents a uh, population. And so what they'll get that information and then they'll say, we feel like this is the best name for that chip. Or you may need to find a small group of potato chip eaters. So a representative of all potato chip eaters. So you're gonna to have to find people who really like potato chips and really would have some thoughts on the matter. And so if you do this right, if you had you know, 100 potato chip eaters, if it was done well, you could predict what the most popular name would be. And so when they start selling this across America and having commercials, people like the name and they'll go buy the potato chips. So statistics really is a, uh, a tool that helps us understand the world around us and to organize information. Uh, we're gonna learn that there's different types of tools, just like when you're building a house, you have to know what is the right tool for the right job. Same way with statistics. It depends what you're trying to measure. So you may hear that occasionally when you're working uh, in research and they'll say, well, which statistics should I use? Well, it depends what your, what your data is and also what you're trying to understand. So these are um, the important things to, to know. We're gonna talk in the next chapter about uh, using Excel more specifically. And I'm not going to read through every part of this, uh, this slide here. And what I encourage you to do as we get to slides that maybe have a lot of information on them, just pause the video, read it, and then proceed. Because uh, I don't think you want me to read every line on this. But we're going to talk about how you can get this add-on to your Excel, which um, is free. There's no charge to it. Remember, you have Excel in your Office 365. In uh, the left-hand margin of your Canvas page, you'll have access to that. And then uh, by going to this 
uh, corner where you look under the uh, data section on an Excel sheet and you see in the top right corner data analysis, that's where we're going to do some of our work. And uh, again, we'll talk more about it in the next unit about, or excuse me, next chapter about how to use Excel for statistics. Well, that ends this uh, chapter one, and we'll see you in chapter two.